From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. So good to have you with us, regardless of where you may be. We thank you for joining us. And uh, by the way, Elaine, just a, a special note, uh, especially to those of you in uh, Southern California, uh, in the Pasadena Newport Beach area. Many of you uh, attended the uh, the funeral, the memorial service for a giant of the faith, Dr. Raymond Ortland, mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend, and uh, had the privilege of sit under, sitting under Ray's teaching for. For, uh practically my whole life wow. as a, as a kid actually he pastored Lake Avenue from I think it was 1960 to 1980 before Paul Cedar came just a giant I mean he's one of those guys you know had he been around I think in Moses's time that he he would have been in the Hebrews chapter 11 Hall of Fame just uh, just an incredible man and uh, we just thank thank you so much <clears throat> those of you who were part of his life and and uh, part of Lake Avenue's history there. What what just a, a wonderful, wonderful, uh, humble man of God who, you know, that wonderful book he wrote, Make My Life a Miracle, wow. and how God used him in such a wonderful way. So we thank all of you who were part of that uh, this past weekend. And uh, I know heaven's rejoicing mm. right now, and I'm sure Ray's up there uh, getting a new assignment. Mm, no doubt. For eternity. Uh, before we go on, just a reminder, friends, uh, if you're listening to us, uh, we invite you to check our website as well. That's www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. And you can always call us at area code 209-544-9571. 209-544-9571. Actually, uh, we also invite you to check that daily update page. If you go on our main page and look for the little red flashy thingy, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, technical talk there. That'll take you to our daily update page. We post there new opportunities. And Elaine, even today, you know, talk about mm-hmm. these opportunities. We got a call from uh, Modesto Junior College. Yes, we did. And uh, a student there who's working uh, needs some help, needed a, a washer. And, <clears throat> you know, we had one. A while ago, and it, it went out, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I prepared them for the fact, you know, we don't warehouse things here, and it may not show up for a while. We just let our volunteers know. As God would have it, I watch out on the parking lot, and our volunteers, Leonard and Ken, come in with a washing machine. How about that? Sitting in the back of the pickup truck, <laughs> and as it happened, we couldn't get a hold of some other people who were looking for one, and were able to make that connection. So, friends, you never know how God is going to use you to uh, reach out and meet the need of someone in our community uh, who just needs a Christ connection. What a great way uh, to, in a, in, in a very uh, practical way, share the love, grace, 
and uh, the, uh, the love, grace, and compassion of Christ in a very real and immediate way. Before we go on, let's uh, check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people be when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with another way you can recognize a Jesus freak. Watch how they act. Now, the truth is that Christians aren't perfect. We mess up all the time. That's the sinful nature of man. But an authentic Christian will work hard so that the non-believers don't view us as hypocrites. Peter wrote, Be careful how you live among your unbelieving neighbors. Even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behaviors, and they will believe and give honor to God when he comes to judge the world. That's an excellent reminder. Your behavior won't get you into heaven, but your behavior will help your neighbor to see and believe. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.net. You know, that is uh, that is such a great reminder. And friends, you know, that's one of the reasons that we encourage you to get outside the four walls of your homes and your churches to personally touch the needs of others. Again, that uh, that passage that uh, they read on the Voice of the Martyrs from First Peter chapter 2. Let me give it to you one more time. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. And Elaine, we saw that kind of played out in a way this Saturday. I was just thinking the same thing. At, uh, <laughs> at the graffiti wipeout. Yeah. You know, we're out there and, and a lot of tagging out there right now, and uh, our guest, Roy Wilde, is right in the middle. I'm, don't intimate that you're tagging Roy. No, I'm not. We're you're not. Kind of <laughs> gave it up years ago. <laughs> ministering in that area, and uh, really in, in some of the hotbeds of, of where the Sereños and, and the Norteños are, are kind of duking mm-hmm. it out on the walls there, and, yeah. and physically as well. And it was, it was, we're painting you know, out the graffiti, and these two little kids, were they maybe five or six? Yeah, about that, yeah. Yeah, five or six years old that live just across the fence and uh you know they come around and they're looking at us and and we asked them you know would you like to paint some of this out oh yeah That's so cute and wasn't that cool how oh. you know they got to participate in and, and the the little guy was telling you elaine about his feelings when he actually heard the the bangers out there spraying the paint he was right? describing the sounds of the spray can as they were painting ha. and he mm. told him hey knock that off you <laughs> stop that good i know and he just he was having such fun helping day he told pastor mike he said yeah i want to help i want to do that so pastor mike got him a roller and had him you know started him painting and he just had a great time you know the simplest things you know can plant a seed yeah uh and uh hope that uh, number one, they uh, come to know the Lord, and Indeed. and number two, that they have an influence in in their community. Well, again, Pastor Mike Douglas with you here with Elaine Harlan, our uh, producer and co-host. Right now, let's check check in for our weekly update for our friends from the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for the Legal Edge: a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Brad Dacus. Freedom is a gift from the Almighty, written in the heart and soul of every man, woman, and child, and we must continue to promote the importance of religious freedom at home and abroad. President Bush stated this in his proclamation and recognition of Religious Freedom Day. Pacific Justice Institute joins the President in urging Americans to reflect on the value of our religious freedom with appropriate observances at home, school, neighborhoods, and houses of worship. Let us never forget that this resolve should be with us 
every day. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. Once again, friends, if you're interested in contacting the Pacific Justice Institute, you can give them a call toll-free at one 9129 That's one 9129 Or check their website, great website, www.pacificjustice.org, pacificjustice.org. And just a reminder, uh, Brad Dacus and his team will be down here in February, February 12th, uh, I believe is the date, and it'll be a... a just like we did last year, friends, a lot of you were not able to come. It is a dynamic time to find out some of the legal issues involved in ministry. So uh, if you, someone from your church, your business administrator, your pastor, senior pastor, uh, executive pastor, uh, if you're part of a nonprofit organization, great, great stuff on human resources, HR issues, laws that are affecting us in ministry now. Brad Dacos will give us all the updates. Uh, if you're interested, give us a call. A We'd be time. happy to let Yeah, a great time. We'd be happy to let you know what's happening. Again, our number, 209-544-9571. We'll have to pull our friend Roy Wild in. On sure. That. <laughs> it's a dynamic time. Great. Well, let's check out a few of the opportunities from our friends from the Volunteer Center of the United Way because the Series Partnership for Healthy Children is getting ready, geared up again for their annual National Night Out the 2007 issue of that. Remember, our good friend John Ingle is here with us tonight. John, you remember last year we went and took part in the National Night Out in series. You remember that? Sure. <laughs> you remember that? It was and, a, it, you know, a momentous <laughs> thing occurred there. A momentous thing occurred. Oh, we actually we, got a picture of... Elaine holding a hot dog. He's not supposed to talk about that. No, you know, vegetarian herself. (laughs) I think it was a vegetarian hot dog. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna scan that and put it up on the website sometime. (laughs) (laughs) No hot dogs this year, no. But anyway, this national night out thing is a great thing because it's America's Night Out Against Crime, and it takes place on Tuesday, August 7, and it's across the country, actually, but uh, Ceres is having a, a great big thing. It's designed to heighten crime and drug prevention awareness, and this is a wonderful thing to generate support for and participation in uh, local anti-crime programs and to strengthen neighborhood spirit, and this is just an awesome time. Uh, police, community partnerships, and we just totally encourage that, and uh, sending messages messages to criminals and letting them know, hey, that the neighborhoods are organized to fight back. And the series Partnership for Healthy Children and the series Department of Public Safety, our good friend Enrique is going to be out there, and uh, uh, that dog that fights crime, uh, McGruff. What's McGruff, McGruff, yes, we'll he's going to be there in full form, and just lots of activities and games and face painting for <clears> the children. It's just going to be a great time. Lots of hot dogs for all of you uh, carnivorous people and all of that. So <laughs> it's going to be a great <laughs> it's going to be a great time so we hope that you will show up and lots of the ABC volunteers are going to be there and and it's going to be a great time. Habitat for Humanity is building homes alongside low-income families and while they build their dream of home ownership and this is another great program where volunteers are needed and we just encourage our volunteers to help out skilled and unskilled assist in all areas of house construction cleaning up, and Habitat is currently building homes Tuesday through Saturday between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. in Turlock, and will soon break ground in a new home in Modesto, so volunteers are especially needed during weekdays. 
the next Saturday orientation will be held August 11th for interested volunteers. Habitat for Humanity addresses the problem of poverty housing uh, by building homes in partnership with families who provide sweat equity. And this is a great thing. It benefits from no interest loans to purchase uh, new homes for those who cannot otherwise afford to do so. We just totally endorse that. The Stanislaw County Regional 911, where you can put your people's skills to work, uh, the Regional 911 Center. Volunteer receptionists are needed to answer department telephones, uh, and volunteers should have basic clerical and organizational skills and good telephone demeanor. Uh, to be a responsible team player. That lets me out, probably. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I think you've been involved in some 911 situations in your life. Causing them, sure. I Causing think. them, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But I'll tell you what. This uh, provides around-the-clock public safety, emergency dispatching type of services, and this is a great way to get involved and help out. So if any of these items... Uh, um, pertain to you and interest you, we would encourage you to call our friend Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. And she'll be happy to answer any of your questions. I'll tell you what, tonight Captain Roy Wild uh, of Red Shield Salvation Army joins us, and we just want to welcome you, Captain well, Roy. Thanks. And, it's a pleasure to be here. And thank you for being with us. And, you know, we connected with you fairly recently, and, and maybe you could just tell us when you arrived and maybe what God was up to uh, prior to your life here in Modesto. And I think it was a pretty exciting place you were telling us about. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, well, Modesto is exciting, too. We've been here for uh, just about a year. It'll be a year in July, and uh, my wife and I, and family in the Salvation Army ministry, they transfer the ministers to their different locations. So kind of like the regular army in that sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, prior to being here in Modesto, we were in Hawaii on the island of Oahu. Ooh. So Culture I got, shock. yeah, I got voted off the island. They put out my tiki <laughs> lamp and uh, told me to pack my bags and, and leave. And uh, but we traded one paradise for the other. The smells are a little bit different in the morning time, but uh, you're talking about Paradise Road. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah, <laughs> just the Paradise of Central Valley. Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we. We've been here for about a year, and uh, we were in Hawaii for three years uh, with the Salvation Army and had a ministry there. And then also uh, our first appointment was in Colorado Springs, and we were there for four years. And uh, then prior to that, we were in the Salvation Army Seminary School, and uh, now we're here in Modesto. So, you know, right, like, let's talk about that, for, because yeah. this is a, a fascinating dynamic <laughs> of when, when you sign up, <laughs> and when you enlist, right? <laughs> uh, talk about uh, the the protocols and and the the fact that you do basically commit yourself to moving wherever they they feel God needs you to go. Yeah, I mean that's uh, first of all, it's you know I know you're joking around when you say enlistment, but it, it's really a calling. You know, yeah, those absolutely. that are Salvation Army officers or pastors, if you will, um, are called into the ministry of the Salvation Army and uh, feel that that's where God's called them to. Uh, to minister and to worship through, you know, the avenue of the Salvation Army Church. And uh, that is true, that uh, that is part of the calling, is that you, uh, when you do sign up and you go through the seminary school, that that's a part of your life, that about every, I'd say, three to five years, you know, you will get a new appointment, if you will. And uh, my wife and I believe uh, that, you know, where we go is, uh, even though man makes the decision, ultimately God's in control. Sure. And, and he sends us where he wants us to be. And uh, for my wife, she kind of grew up in uh, 
in a home where she lived at the same house for her whole entire life, didn't leave until she got married. Uh, and so it's always – it's a little bit uh, – she's not quite excited about it as I am. I, I, I like being able to go to new places, meet new people, sure. new adventure. And I grew up uh, you know, uh, moving about every four or five years with my dad's uh, uh, professional work in life insurance. And so he would get moved around, and so it's you know God was I guess kind of using that to prepare me, and and uh, I think it's exciting to to move to different places. You know, Roy, a lot of people recognize the Salvation Army from uh, movies, uh, television, uh, during disasters. Sure. They see the trucks pull up. The ding, Let's, ding, ding. Yeah, that's right. In the kettles, yeah, yeah, right at Christmas time. Let's go back though and, and talk a little bit about the the primary mission of the Salvation Army and and its roots and and really what it's all about in God's economy. Well, the first thing to know is that uh, Salvation Army is a church, and it's a church that is. Uh, has a compassion um, to reach out to the lost, to those that fall through the cracks. And uh, that's ba- the basis of our ministry. The The motto for the Salvation Army is a heart to God and a hand to man. Mm. And uh, not to bore you with history, but way, way back in 1865 is uh, a man by the name of William Booth uh, founded the Salvation Army, who was actually a uh, Methodist uh, circuit preacher. And he was ordained to the Methodist uh, church and uh, was out you know, uh, just out in the streets of London with those, uh, the drunks and um, the prostitutes and was uh, presenting God's word to them and they were being saved and was trying to take them to get them involved in different churches. At that time period, um, that Victorian era, the church at that time, you know, didn't really want those type of people around. And so basically God just opened the doors and one thing led to another and Salvation Army was born that, that uh, you know, we want to minister to those who fall through the cracks and they can find a, a place of acceptance and a place where they feel welcomed and so our church evolved from that and that's basically in every Salvation Army there is around the world in 112 countries mm-hmm. uh, that element of the church is there because that is the main point and um, one of the s- slogans that William Booth used to say, I don't know if you've ever noticed on the Salvation Army uniform, there's two S's. And, and the S's uh, stand for that we are saved to serve. And that uh, um, the founder, the William Booth, would say um, that there's soup, soap, and salvation. That you uh, feed the person, meet their need, clean them up, you know, make that relationship with them, um, and then present the gospel to them and let Christ do the rest. Well, you know, you were saying essence. that he was in the streets. You know, with the people who were drunk and the prostitutes, right. our Lord was in the streets with those people. Wasn't yes, he, he was. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think a lot of times we kind of, uh, you know, like to get caught up in our in our four walls and mm-hmm. ministry, and, and even in the Salvation Army. I mean, we're not exempt from that. Um, you know, but the reality is, is that uh, ministry happens. People, you know, it's not the well that need a doctor; it's the sick. You know, and that's what sure. Jesus said that the church should be that place. And and so the whole mission that moves the Salvation Army is that, is to reach out to those who fall through the cracks here in Modesto. When we were in Hawaii, the same thing. Uh, different aspects, different ways of doing that. Um, but the whole point is to uh, show them the love of Christ. And, you know, who knows? The people that come into the office, that might be the only example they see of God's love in action, you know, for their for their whole life. And, you know, you earlier talked about sowing seeds. It's a tremendous opportunity we have uh, within the ministry, and, and God has blessed Salvation Army to open up so many doors for um, you know, people helping with funding it so we can go out and, and do uh, what we do. And it's based upon you know, the volunteers that help us and our church members uh, just to, uh, to be God's uh, hands to those that definitely need them. 
And I think one of the things that we appreciate, especially here in the Modesto area, San Ysla County area, is the proactive way that you reach out. You know, we look at the homeless shelter. Yeah. They're at 9th and D and, and yeah. had the privilege of, of partnering with uh, you folks there. And, and just uh, we were uh, amazed at uh, the, the willingness of the Salvation Army really to go out on a limb in many ways, as this was developed two or three years ago. Right, right. And what a great, great lighthouse in the community. And, uh, you know, so we just appreciate the way that, and, and, and you know, we were talking to someone else the other day about um, uh, utilities, you know, and, and I think you're uh, one of maybe one uh, agency <laughs> in town that has received funds uh, to help people with right. emergency utilities. Right. And, you know, when there are some things like that where there is nowhere else to turn, and, and what a great way to show the love and grace and compassion. It, it is, right? and it's such a great privilege, you know, to be able to be a part of the church. And and what an honor it is to be called to, to that type of ministry, um, you know, that God's placed for my wife and I. And uh, it's just a, it's an awesome incredible i'm just blown away by people's stories and i hear stories like that that i necessarily am not involved in but because of how god has sure. just blessed the salvation army and the name salvation army uh that opens up opportunities for that ministry and and uh and that's what you know going back to your first question that's the motivation that's the mission is is that is a heart to god and a hand to man now, how did this uh, life insurance salesman's son <laughs> get the call to sign over the cal- <laughs> to- Well, that's an interesting story. Um, I, um, long story short, as I, I personally that's was- right, we got time. Okay, <laughs> well, I, I, uh, it was actually on a mission trip that my wife and I were on. We were leading a, a trip of young adults um, um, to the Ukraine, um, and uh, this was before we had kids, so this was about eleven years ago, um, and. Uh, I grew up in the Salvation Army. I'm actually a fifth-generation Salvationist. Is that right? Um, wow. So Salvation Army is all I know as far as a church. I mean, that's all what I went to every Wednesday night and what we went to on Sundays and was just involved in. And through the Salvation Army, we were on this mission trip in the Ukraine. And I will, I'll never forget it. I, I often go back to it at times because I know when I doubt that calling or get frustrated and wonder, mm. oh, man, what the heck is this all about? I can easily go back to that day uh, when I was in uh, the city of Yalta in the Ukraine, right there on the coast uh, by the Black Sea. And I was in, we were in this little apartment, and I was doing my devotions one morning. And uh, I don't remember the scripture verse. I don't remember anything else. But I know I had this overwhelming um, feeling that I know was the Holy Spirit saying, you know what, Roy, this is what I want you to do for the rest of your life. I've, I wanna, I've called you to full-time ministry in the Salvation Army, not necessarily missionary work. Thank God, that's not my calling uh, to go overseas. But to definitely um, be involved in the Salvation Army as a minister full time, awesome. and, uh, and and I cling to that because mm-hmm. you know it's, it's that calling that that reassures me mm. of of what God has really called me to do. Because in anything in life, you have your ups and downs and your struggles. And uh, but I got that calling, and I was married at the time. And uh, my biggest apprehension was sharing that with my wife because uh-huh. my wife is very adamant. She is a, a pastor as well. And the Salvation Army, um, both male and female, yeah. are ordained ministers. And so it's a, it's a partnership, really, mm-hmm. that we have in the ministry. And she was uh, <laughs> uh, set against not being an officer. And she actually said, you know, no, Roy, this is not something I want to do. And uh, so I was, I was really apprehensive about that. And uh, so I... I after the trip was done, we got back to uh, – actually, we lived here in San Jose at the time. Mm. And, uh, and I remember praying. I said, okay, God, 
if this is a real deal, you know, you're going to need to work on my wife. And so uh, I got up enough courage to tell her. We were, I'll never forget it. I was, we were watching Seinfeld one night on TV, and after we were done watching Seinfeld, I turned to my wife in one of the commercials, and I said, uh, you know, babe, uh, I got to uh, God's, uh, I got to talk to you. Um, I believe that God's called me into full-time ministry as a Salvation Army officer. And then by that time, Seinfeld came back on, and I watched the episode, and then she didn't say anything. And uh, literally for about three months, uh, didn't bring it up, didn't talk about it. And uh, and my wife, Paula, said, uh, Roy, um, you know the conversation we had during Seinfeld, and, and which is a, an amazing thing because I'm a big Seinfeld addict, and I don't like to talk during Seinfeld. And uh, <laughs> and she said, uh, you know, Roy, well, I know I know God's not calling me to divorce you, so I believe that you know God wants me to be a, a minister as well. Mm-hmm. And that was a confirmation. And then mm-hmm. from that point on, uh, you know, we just keep going forward, and we're now in our ninth year of uh, being full time ministers uh, for the Salvation Army. Cool. I watched a little Seinfeld myself this weekend. Um, <laughs> I'm dying to ask you: Did anyone ever call you uh, call you a wild child as you were growing up? Wild child, wild one, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. The kids at the center where I'm at, they love to call me Captain Wild and Wild good. Man and, and that. So sometimes it depends on the the day how wild I get. Now, now your children obviously they're growing up, yep. understanding being part of the Salvation yep. Army. They know no nothing else. You know how do they respond to? Of course, they're pretty young yet. How have they acclimated to moving and in these different uh, areas? They've uh, actually they've acclimated very well. They they kind of see it as an adventure. You know, uh-huh. We try to make it an adventure sure. when they kind of give us a heads up when we know that we're going to be moved. We don't know where we're going to be moved until a certain date, and then they give you six weeks to move. So it, it happens pretty fast wow. when when you move. And uh, when we were in Hawaii, we knew probably about a month before uh, you know the actual date of the moves being announced that we were moving. So we were trying to prepare our kids and tell them, and they were excited, and and uh, they've acclimated pretty well. It, it's kind of funny, though, with my youngest boy, um, who is six now, and uh, we lived in Hawaii for three years. So he was only three years old when we moved there. And he was blown away coming from Hawaii to Modesto, uh, talking about culture shock, because he had never yes. seen a train before. <laughs> and we're driving down the road here, you know, and uh, all of a sudden the train's coming through town, and he's like, oh, Dad, look, it's a train, it's a train. And I'm like, yeah, it's a train. And then I realized he had never seen a train before. Wow. And then he got more excited when he saw the cows, because in Hawaii, on the island of Oahu, where we were at, there was no cows. And he had seen a cow for the first time, and he was just totally, totally blown away. And it just, it just, it just made my wife and I just crack up. And uh, but they've assimilated very well. They love Modesto. They got a great school. They, mm. they just assimilated into with the kids at our center. Of course, we have a pool there, and so during the summertime, that's the best babysitter. They just <laughs> take off in the pool, and I don't see them for four or five hours, and it's great. <laughs> Probably not a lot of call for a train on an island. Right? Not really. Not on the that's island. That's what goes around in circles. Around in circles, yeah. yeah. Just make right-hand turns. That's about it. Now, you started out, though, in Colorado, is that? Yeah, we did. In fact, um, after we graduated the Salvation Army Seminary School, um, became ordained, they sent us to Colorado Springs. And we were there for four years, and we actually did a uh, kind of like a, uh, I guess you would call it a church plant. We took over a, a congregation that was uh, was kind of small and dwindling, didn't have a building or facility, wasn't sure what was going to happen. Uh, I got there on my first Sunday, um, and there was literally, we were in um, this uh, borrowed chapel, 
And uh, there was myself, my kids, and four other people. And they're spread throughout this whole chapel. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, what the heck? <laughs> what is this that you've called me to? You know, and... Uh, but by the grace of God and, and him being in control, we were able to you know, purchase a building, open up a uh, Salvation Army church in a, in a city called Fountain, which is like a uh, bedroom community mm-hmm. of Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. and it's there today, and the church is growing, and, and uh, members are coming. And uh, you know, by the time we left, we had a good, pretty healthy-sized congregation, praise and worship, and God really blessed us there. So that was our first, uh, first appointment. All right, so you're in Colorado Springs, and you, and you say to your wife, Ah, oh, doggone, we got to go to Hawaii. Yeah, what, exactly. Uh... Everybody was like, oh, poor you. Roy. And I was saying, well, if I have to suffer for Jesus, I mean, what better, who better to go than myself to suffer in Hawaii for so the Lord? So from Colorado to Hawaii and from Hawaii to Modesto, yes. California. Yeah. Roy, how would you compare the differences from Hawaii to Modesto in terms of the people and the need uh, the needs that you saw in Hawaii and now in in Modesto, how how can you, you know the needs? The needs are the same. Um, you know, humanity suffers regardless mm-hmm. of where you are because of the disease of sin. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. that's just the reality of life. And Hawaii is a beautiful place. I mean, it's everything that you could imagine as far as uh, the tourism and the beaches and the palm trees and everything. It's it's a most beautiful place I've ever been. But on the inside, once you get away from the tourist spots, and just like in any city, when you get to the downtown areas or to the outskirts, there are people who are caught up in uh, prostitution. Uh, there are children who are, you know, go hungry at night. Uh, there are families living on the beach, addicted to ice. Was a big epidemic mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Um, you know, we uh, did a lot with um, the homeless in Hawaii. is a is a huge population. I guess if you're going to be homeless, Hawaii is the place to be it because, you know, you go on the beach and set up a tent and, you know, the weather is perfect. You don't have to worry about the cold or anything like that. Mm. But we worked with families that lived in cars and, and uh, you know, had no place to go and children who didn't have any diapers. Uh, the same things that you see here in Modesto. You walk the streets of downtown and you see the homeless, you know, asking for the money or strung out on drugs or, um, you know, the, the single mom who needs help or needs help with their utility bills. It's the same suffering wherever you go and uh it's unfortunately you can't escape that and um so i think the reality is to answer your question i think the people are the same in that sense that um that they suffer um there's a sense of hopelessness out there and uh fortunately through salvation army and other ministries you know and through christ we're able to offer them that hope and that's the common denominator that most people need absolutely you know the christian group uh big daddy we've uh, tells it just like it is in their song entitled All the Same. That's just what we said. And we'll be back with lots more on Lighthouse Live.
Big Daddy Weave on Lighthouse Live, all the same. And aren't we glad we don't remain the same? It's just like they say in that song. Well, yeah. great to be back with you live here with Captain Roy Wilde, Pastor Mike, and Elaine Harlan. And uh, it's just great to have Roy as our guest tonight, Salvation Army and uh, Red Shield. And, Roy, you've got a great program there. We were talking earlier about the kids loving the swimming pool at this time of the year. I don't doubt that. You've got, what, about 80 kids in the pool at any given time? Pretty much, yeah. Between 80 and 90 kids in there. You could wow. kind of walk across water on their heads <laughs> in the pool. <laughs> Lots of programs at this time of the year. And I used to drive school bus a long time ago for a short time, and uh, – we dropped off some of the kids uh, for a time, you know, after school, and, and I know that there were a lot of programs for the children there. You want to talk a little bit about some of the programs you offer there? Sure, yeah. At the Red Shield, um, obviously we have the pool that we offer during the summertime, and that uh, opened up in uh, June, and we close at the end of August for that, and that's Monday through Friday from 1 until 5.30. Mm-hmm. Uh, costs a dollar per session to swim, so pretty cheap for the kids to come. Um, we also have a computer lab where we've got 12 computers that have Internet access that um, they can come in and play video games during the school year. They can work on homework and uh, surf the net for information and so forth. Um, and then we also open it up for adults if they want to come in and work on job resumes and job searches and that sort of thing. And also offer it for some of our uh, seniors. We have a senior drop-in center, and they come Monday through Friday from 9 to 12. And um, play bingo once a week and have crafts and coffee and donuts and just kind of a fellowship time. And they can use our computer lab. We also have a uh, full-size gymnasium. So we do indoor soccer. uh, We do basketball uh, leagues, uh, volleyball. um, So the kids can come in and and use that. And then we also have a a pretty large game room where they can play pool and ping pong and foosball and and, uh, that sort of thing. And I dominate. I'm very proud of the fact that I (laughs) I dominate the six-year-olds in uh, ping pong. So... uh, (laughs) Uh, the rule is if any kid beats me, then they're kicked out for a day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm pretty proud of that fact, slamming the ball into these six-year-olds. You know, and location would be probably a pretty good thing We are located. Yes, it would. We are located <laughs> in South Modesto off of Crow's Landing area, and we are on Las Vegas uh, Street at 1636 uh, Las Vegas, right across mm-hmm. from Hanshaw Middle School. Yeah. So right there in, this, in South Modesto off of uh, Dallas and Crow's Landing, that area there. And then we also have a uh, baseball field in the back, and uh, we offer. We just finished our baseball program. We had four baseball teams that um, the kids only paid ten dollars. We cover the rest. Um, it costs about sixty-five dollars per kid. They got a uniform and a hat and uh, baseball right. and a bat and glove, and we entered them into the county leagues. So we had four um, teams from T-ball through. Uh, I think 11 to 12-year-olds was Pastor the, Mike's uh, very familiar with the baseball. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so we – I'm not a baseball fan. I'm learning to be baseball. Uh, my kids thing. all played uh, well, baseball. In, in God's sense of humor, he allowed me to be an assistant coach for these past three years. Oh, so okay. Well. Those kids that were not traumatized by me uh, had a good season, I think. But you, know, but, you know, we're talking about very practical ways to reach out. And, and really people uh, experience Christ in, in a very real way. And uh, let's talk a little bit, of, uh, Roy, about some of the feedback that you get as uh, many of these uh, kids and, and adults cycle through the center, taking mm-hmm. advantage of what you have. And I would imagine a lot of seeds get planted there, right? Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things I do got to say is uh, when we first got there, I was very impressed by our, um, our staff. And all of our staff are believers. In fact, we don't like to use the word staff. We, we call them ministry team because that's what they are. Sure. They are a ministry team. And uh, from the janitor all the way up to our program director, I mean, even our janitor tells us, you know, I'm not always with 
the kids all the time, but I know this is God's house, and you know I clean it for Him and and to be a good um, witness in in mm. presenting our facility. Mm. I think it's to myself, you know, as an employer, like wow, that's just that's what you want to hear. And yeah. uh, we have our groundskeeper that um, will uh, is a uh, former gang member. And so when he sees opportunity, he'll pray with kids, and he's led people to the Lord, you know, right there, and oh. and uh, it's an amazing thing. And so our, our our ministry team really plants a lot of seeds in these kids' lives. Uh, not all of them come to our church on Sundays, but, um, you know, that doesn't matter. To me, it's that seeds are being planted, and uh, we really are the only, more than like, probably the only time they get to see uh, God's love in action mm. is with our staff and, and with mm. our ministry team. And we try to remind them of that and how we interact with them and deal with them. Because these kids are pretty rough kids in that area. I mean, um, I would venture to say that 90% of them are um, gang-affiliated in one way or the other, whether they have family members or they themselves are in a gang or getting ready to be recruited into a gang. Um, the average age is probably from elementary to junior high um, is the majority of the kids that come. And so uh, we really try to do the best that we can to do some type of, I don't know if you want to call it intervention, but just allowing God's grace to be shown that there is another way. There is hope. There are people that love and care for you, you know, in a way that, uh, that they don't really get at home. And this is a real critical time in their life. It, it is. And, uh, and so we try to stress that and, um, our staff, you know, our ministry team takes that into mm-hmm. account and we, yes. um, we pray for the kids when we've got right. troubled kids that uh, we talk about in our meetings uh, you know, we pray for them because sometimes we have to decide whether they can come back or not. And that's a, that's always a tough thing yeah. because as much as you want them there, you know, if they're going to be there jeopardizing the safety of the other kids or um, not adhering to the rules that we have in place, um, you know, then we have to ask them not to come back. And, and uh, But we get give them opportunity to talk about that. It's not my decision or the program decision, program director. It's collaboratively as a team. We make mm-hmm. that decision and we pray for them and we pray for the kids and we pray for their families. And, um you know, I, I think of one child that comes, he's 12 years old, and his name is Junior. And uh, when we first got there a year ago, uh, he was very, um, very belligerent, always arguing, uh, yelling, cussing and swearing at the staff, and, and uh, always picking fights with other kids. And uh, he got involved in, in one of our basketball teams. And uh, the coach at the time kind of took him under his wing and, and kind of mentored, mentored him a little bit. And I could tell you that his attitude has changed 100 mm. percent and in yes. fact he actually was a um the last month of school was an honor student at his elementary school which is just is an amazing right? thing and, and, and you know he hasn't accepted christ or he's not professing to be a christian but but that happened because and i was reminding our staff that you know we have a positive effect on these kids right. and those seeds are being those planted seeds, yes and who knows how god is going to water that and make those grow one day in his life and uh, we have a what we call a, a kids praise time once a week, and it's it's kind of like our midweek Sunday school, and we give a verse for the month, uh, excuse me, for the week, and if they can memorize that verse, uh, they get something free out of the pool, out of the uh, snack shop, or free swimming pass or something, and um, you know, and and again, seeds are being planted in these kids' life that you know don't go to church on a regular basis and aren't getting anything from home, mm-hmm. um, but those seeds are being planted, and, mm. and I believe wholeheartedly in God's Word, and God's Word says that His Word never comes back void. That's right. So, yes. you know, it's it's an it's an awesome mm. um, experience to be able to do that, because in those times when we get frustrated and the kids are uh, at each other's throat and they're pushing your buttons and, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a ministry team member, trying not to yell back at them or get frustrated as dealing with kids happens, you know, that's what we try to remind them that, you know what? We're planting those seeds, and God is gonna God is gonna bless our efforts, and and that word that they hear, or the action that they see, or the interaction they have with you, 
it's not going to come back void. And, and right. that's our number one goal. Don't give up on them. That's our number one goal there right. at, at the Red Shield is, is to give those kids um, hope mm-hmm. and to show them the, the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just blessed to be able to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Roy, of course, when you come to uh, this area, you're also coming to what was for a while the number one car theft uh, area. Yes, that's what uh, I've heard, yeah. Of course, we, we have uh, the meth uh, problem here and yep. and uh you know a lot of, a lot of challenges sure. here and yet and, and i came to modesto 11 12 years ago i grew up in la and was in sacramento for a while then then came to modesto i'd be interested in your um reaction here when i came here what i noticed though was there was something spiritually going on mm-hmm. here that was very special mm-hmm. and there, there there was some uh seeds of, of unity amongst the body that was happening some cooperative efforts that that were going on that you just don't find in a lot of other places what have you sensed as you've come here what what have you seen uh god doing maybe that you think is a little bit uh unusual or special here in this area you know my god that i think that's very true i think that that god is doing something in, in the in a spiritual sense and um that i've just been amazed on meeting people like yourself um, getting involved with the police chaplains networking with some of the other ministries and pastors in town uh, you know the the the, breakfast, the uh, morning meeting that we go to on Thursdays, uh, yeah, and, community ministry, yeah, community yeah. ministries, uh, and and just the fact of of noticing and and being I didn't was made aware of on Thursday that our sheriff is is a believer and yeah. and believes mm-hmm. in Christ and and you don't get that every day you know um, we have our police chief who is a, a spiritual man and, yeah. and is believes in God. And uh, you just don't see that every day. And it's an amazing thing that I believe that. I mean, I'm not a super prophetic spiritual person, but I, I really sense that God is, is, is bringing together uh, like-minded people mm. in ministry mm. um, because we are all of one body. I mean, it's right. whether Amen. what the Salvation Army does or the Baptist Church does or the mission down the road does, it's all about bringing people to Christ. And, and that's what it's all about. And uh, and it's an exciting thing. I mean, I'm excited um, to see what God's going to do, not only through the ministry of the Salvation Army where I'm at in the next year, but as a city as a whole, mm-hmm. as we begin to uh, network and come together. Right. And it's not it's not us and them or me or you. It, it, we're all part of the body of Christ, right. and we all have an important part to play. And I think um, just in my one year limited time being here, I, I believe that you know that God is really starting to stir that pot, if you will. And there's that mm-hmm. sense of uh, unity coming together, and uh, I'm glad I get to be a part of it. I'm, I'm excited because uh, anything, whatever it takes, it's just like what Paul, you know, it doesn't matter what people say about me or what people do. It's all about that Christ is being preached. That's right. And if Christ is being preached, then you know what? Everything else is secondary. Whether it's done with the right motives or the wrong motives or someone's doing it for whatever reason, again, God's word never comes back void. Christ is being preached, and, and that's what people need. Time is running short, I believe. Amen to that. People need Jesus, that's for sure. We've got more with Captain Roy Wilde right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet... Thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. 
Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do no donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer. I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you live on Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike Elaine and Captain Roy Wild. So glad to have him here tonight. And Roy, you know, we love partnering with, uh, well, over 85 agencies and organizations now within this area. And Salvation Army is definitely one of them. We get calls from you guys lots and lots throughout the week. And we love getting those calls and, and partnering with you to meet the needs. And it's just a, a joy doing that. And I just wonder, what are some of the needs at the Red Shield that you guys have that we might put out there, that we might uh, think about and pray about? What, what are some of the needs that you guys have over there? Well, uh, 
just like in any nonprofit, finances is always a struggle. I mean, that's that just goes without saying. Sure. And uh, but that is a need. I mean, that is something that we have on our prayer table: the financial needs of our of our facility. And uh, but God. God comes through and God provides. I believe wholeheartedly that God provides our needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to decipher our wants and our needs sometimes gets a little confusing. Our needs and our greeds. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so there's always, you know, financial help, uh, I guess, goes without saying. Um, another area that probably something that we would like to see or I would like to see is uh, Christian men coming and being involved in the young people's lives. Uh, that's something as a some form of a mentorship type program uh, because the kids at our facility, they don't have godly uh, role models in their life, and they definitely don't have godly men uh, role models. And so uh, that's something that we are in need in, uh, mm-hmm. guys that could come in, and women too. I mean, I'm, we're not opposed to having women coming in and mentoring uh, girls and, and being involved. and What specifically a do you need the guys to do? Um, I think a big thing is with sports in our facility, um, anything to do with basketball, uh, football, baseball, um, soccer, um, where – you know, guys could come in and help organize some, uh, come down and start playing some games with uh, some of the, the, the teenagers and the kids that are there and start developing uh, relationships with them and uh, mentoring them and showing that, you know what, there are godly uh, men out there that aren't afraid to be a witness. And, and there is a better life. There is a better way that you don't have to get caught up into the, the gang life and the drugs and and uh, the life of violence that is waiting for these kids once they leave our facility mm-hmm. Because uh, really, our, the Red Shield is a safe haven for yeah. these kids. It, it is a truly a, um, a beacon, a beacon of hope and light. And when they come to our facility, um, to our church there, they it is a secure place. It's, it's I believe it's a secure spiritually because we pray for that every day. Um, but also it's a sense of security from the realities of their life. Mm-hmm. And if we could have godly uh, men there influencing them, uh, that would just have a huge impact of talking about sowing seeds mm-hmm. um, and making an impact on their lives. And it, the kids are there. <laughs> the facilities there. Uh, the, the tools are there to, for things to happen. It's just that, uh, you know, we need people to come in and, and help uh, do that. And so if people are interested in that, um, that is something that we could definitely need help in. And, and we're, we've been praying about that and that God would just start sending the workers mm-hmm. um, because uh, the harvest is ripe. Right. That is for sure. Right. And sure. in our culture, sports is is such an entree mm-hmm. yeah. into lives, isn't it? Sure. I mean, it's the common, it's 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 the uh, the money, the exchange, uh, exactly, yeah. of uh, uh, of of a lot of uh, young people in our community, and uh, that's how we get an entree into their lives, and exactly. and uh, that's what they value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, many times. Exactly. Well, here's. How can these volunteers, if they're interested, get in hold of you and get connected with those opportunities? Well, the easiest way would to uh, just to give us a call. Um, our phone number is area code two zero nine five three eight seven one one one. Give us a call Monday through Friday. We're open from uh, nine until seven thirty. And uh, they can ask for myself, uh, Roy, Captain Roy Wilds, and uh, we'll get them down and get them involved and. Um, get them hooked up and, and getting involved in some of these young people's lives. It's awesome. it's a it's definitely a need, and if it can happen, man, it'll have such a huge impact in mm-hmm. that in those kids' lives that are at that that important age of making that decision of are they going to get involved heavily into the gangs or are they going to just kind of be on the outskirts? Because unfortunately, in that area in that culture, you have to be associated at some level for your own safety, and that's just a fact of life for these kids. Um, 
But if we can get the more godly influence in their lives from godly Christian men, you know, the better. All well, age it, groups. I'm sorry. Uh, all age groups of volunteers. Yeah. So. yeah, all age groups. I mean, we don't want to say, you know, no to anybody. I, um, I mean, I don't know if there's 99-year-olds wanting to come down and lead a basketball uh, tournament. But, uh, you know, it's some, well, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, all age groups, you know, um, pretty much anywhere from, you know, 18 and up, uh, we'd love to have them come down and, mm. and uh, get involved and, and kind of go from there. We do a you know background check, security check for the safety sure. of the kids. Um, but And women are encouraged too. Of right? course, yeah. Okay. definitely want to encourage them. I don't okay. want to sound like, a, <laughs> oh, no, no women can be involved. Right. But we definitely need godly women involved in, in their lives. Yes. But uh, the majority of the kids that are there are, are young boys, and they definitely need that influence. When you were talking a little while ago about the importance of a, of a believing man in their lives, a lot of them don't have a man in their lives. Period, yeah, exactly. Period, right? Yes. And, and there's a tremendous void there that there is. the enemy can just play havoc with, can he? Exactly. It's just the, the role of, of uh, men in general in our society, especially within the church, taking on leadership roles. Mm. Uh, and not, not in a, I'm not talking that it's men only and, and women have no say and so sure. forth, but there's no doubt about what the Bible teaches and how God has has uh, you know made a man and a woman and and that void is there and uh, I thank God for <clears throat> the women that have stuck out with these kids mm. and that are there and are being faithful they may not be Christians but mm. their dads have gone and left them or they're in jail or whatever and they are um, loving those kids the best yeah. way that they know how and yeah, so um, you know we, we need that godly influence as women as well mm-hmm. um, but that that absence of a man makes a huge difference. And even in the kids' temperament. Roy, very quickly, how can we pray for you? I want to thank you for joining us. Very quickly, how can we pray for you? I think just to pray that God would just continue to uh, give us the boldness and the courage and the wisdom to deal with these uh, these kids that are at risk that come from such uh, harsh lifestyles that are mm. beyond our real comprehension unless you're there and you see how they live. It's a different world on that side of town, different culture. And that God would just uh, protect us spiritually, physically, and that our ministry would just be able to sow those seeds of, of God's hope and love into Bless their lives. Your heart. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Roy Thank Wild you. of the Salvation Army Red Shield. Join us next week for Jim Syverson, Tom Egobretson, and Marty Lancer of VIPS, Visually Impaired Person Support. God bless you, and thank you for listening.